Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Parashat Beshalach Summary When Hashem took B'nai Israel out of Egypt, it would have been shorter to take them around the land of the Plishtim. But Hashem said that the Jews might get frightened, and as they would be too close to Egypt, they might run back. There were seven special clouds that protected B'nai Israel: One in front of them, one behind them, one on each side, one on top, one on the bottom, and one in front of the way. At night, a pillar of fire led them, which lit up the way. The Erev Rav, however, were not Zohar to travel inside this special protection. Rather, they traveled outside the clouds. Paro regretted his decision to let B'nai Israel go, and even prepared his own chariot and chased after the Jewish people. B'nai Israel were surrounded on all three sides. On one side were the Egyptians, one side was the desert, the other side was the Yamsuf. When they saw the Egyptians coming, they split into three groups. One group prayed, one group wanted to fight, one group wanted to return to Egypt. The Egyptians shot arrows at the Jews, but they were absorbed and shot back at the Egyptians by the protecting cloud. Hashem told B'nai Israel to go into the Yamsuf. Nachshon ben Aminadab and many others walked in until their nostrils. God then commanded Moshe to stretch out his staff, and immediately the sea split into twelve paths, one for each tribe. The walls, which were over their heads like a tunnel and were solid, produced fruits and drinkable streams of water. B'nai Israel ventured into the sea. Paro and his army followed going deep into the sea. Towards morning, God's pillar of cloud made the ground under the Egyptians into mud. The fire came and heated up the ground. The hoofs of the horses began slipping, and the wheels of the chariots burned and broke apart. Loud thundering sounds were booming all around them. The Egyptians now realized they were in a trap and tried turning around. When the last Jew went out from Yamsuf, God told Moshe to stretch out his staff, and the sea came crashing down, and all the Egyptians drowned. All the treasure along with the bodies were washed onto the shore. According to the Midrash, God let Paro survive, and he eventually became the king of Nineveh, the city which Yonah Hanavi told to do Teshuvah. The day that Bnei Israel crossed through Yamsuf was the seventh day of Pesach. They were blessed with Ruach HaKodesh and sang Az Yashir, known as the Shirat Hayam. Miriam, Moshe's sister, led the women also in a song by the sea. When the Jews left, they traveled towards Har Sinai and stopped along the way at a place called Marat, where the water was very bitter. They were there for three days, but only the Erev Rav and the Reshaim complained. Hashem told Moshe to take a bitter stick and throw it into the water, and a miracle happened and the water turned sweet. B'nai Israel did Teshuvah for complaining. In Marat, Hashem gave them certain mitzvot. One of them was a mitzvah of Shabbat. A month after the Jews left Egypt, all the food was used up. And they complained again. Hashem told Moshe to tell them that Hashem will provide them food. The next morning when they woke up, the desert was covered with shiny, white, warm kernels, man. The man tasted like almost any food. Each person was to collect one omer, around five pounds per person. Even if they collected more, all they remained was one omer. Moshe informed them not to leave it over for the next morning, as it will fall fresh every single day. Datan and Aviram left over, and the next morning, it had a horrible smell and was wormy. 
On Arab Shabbat, the Jews found their one Omer was doubled to two Omer. Moshe informed them that the man will not fall on Shabbat. That's the reason they are receiving double on Friday. Aside from the man, during the evening, the Selav bird came down for them to eat. As a result of not keeping what mitzvot they had, the water supply dried up. The Erev Rav and the Rashaim complained yet again. Hashem told Moshe to hit a rock on Har Sinai with his staff. Water gushed out. This rock accompanied the Jewish people for the next 40 years and was known as Be'er Miriam, the well of Miriam. It was in her zechut that they had the well. Although all were frightened of the Jewish people after the plagues and the splitting of the sea, the nation of Amalek didn't care. They snuck up and attacked all those that were outside of the protective clouds. Moshe told Yahshua to fight, while he, along with Aaron and his nephew Hur, who was the son of Miriam and Kaleb, went up the mountain to pray. When Bnei Israel saw Moshe's hands lifted up, they turned their hearts upwards and prayed as well. They were victorious and defeated the nation of Amalek. Hashem allowed them to be attacked in the first place, only because they were weakened in their Torah study.